People want every day, they want something new. Even if it's the same strain, if it's in a different packaging, if it's red and, and, and not blue, then we say, hmm, that could be different. You know, maybe it's the same stuff, but it, it feels different, even if it's in a different bag, you know, like it feels different. So there's all this plays into it. This is The Dime. Dive into the cannabis and hemp industry through trends, insights, predictions, and tangents. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Andreas Neumann, Chief Creative Director of Jushi. Dre, how you doing? Thanks for taking the time. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's like, good to see you guys again. Like, last time I was in Vegas, now, now back here in the trenches of yeah. California. Oh, that'll have to get it out. Kellen, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. Really excited to talk to Dre. Really excited to learn about the creative process that goes into building these brands that are dominating the industry. Um, I'm really excited to have another West Coaster here to to help educate the East Coast, you know? How are you, Brian? I'm doing well. I'm very excited to talk to Dre. I think we're going to get a very interesting conversation today about the intersection of cannabis and the future of entertainment with your background, Dre. So for our listeners, I'm feeling about you, Dre. Can you give a little background about yourself? Yeah, my background is really originally advertising, you know, traditional advertising. I always had my, come from Germany, I always had my very early age, my my startup, specifically film production companies uh, in advertising. And I managed to always merge them into bigger agency groups like Saatchi and Saatchi and Gray. And this was my journey through my 20s, like always like being in that in that kind of in, in real traditional advertising. And then in my 30s, I was more I was I was kind of taking the, the next the next step was like branded entertainment. So I became kind of <laughs> somebody like Alan Alan from Matthew always calls me the uh, the grandfather of branded entertainment, but she wants to do godfather branded entertainment. She wants to say godfather. But and and then so then I went to that in the entertainment industry, a lot of films. I, I moved to England and and that, that as well ended into companies. I merged into bigger agency groups and then I went to Silicon Valley, did all the tech, the tech thing you had to do because Facebook was coming out and everybody had to have an internet company. So I had one. And that was and moved to Silicon Valley. And uh, that was my basically entry into into the United States. And from there I went to LA and then uh tech from I really got a galvaniz- galvanization of, of tech, like you know, I understood much, much better, which which kind of I was missing. I had the I had the advertising, I had the entertainment industry, and I had the um didn't have the technology industry yet. Like so I had the, those three together. It's like a rare mixture of expertises. And specifically, I'm I'm very uh, very big fan of user experience and customer experience, so UX and CX stuff, which I was very into. In my companies, and then the last, the last thing is like I'm as well uh, always a creative director and photographer. It's a movies that uh, which you can see on uh, American Valhalla is on iTunes and on on and then, yeah on Apple and on Amazon Prime. It's a movie about Iggy Pop. It's like a cool documentary, won many awards. And then as well, I'm a photographer. So and specifically focusing on rock music uh, with the Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, Arctic Monkeys, etc. So, and the last chapter with all of that. <laughs> was was cannabis and I entered the, the cannabis industry like four, like this three and a half years ago. Um, by kind of by kind of like being in California and and seeing what happens in California and seeing like there's actually brands sold and I I thought okay and this the reason was I got into it was really because of I wanted to find a brand for the Queens of the Stone Age uh, and and Josh and I was talking about like okay we have to have our own brand that was three years ago it was kind of okay everybody needed a brand so on that quest I met Jushi. The leadership like Jim Kachiopi and Eric Mauf then and 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 kind of getting well dating a little bit with with my with my group with my my my, my team and then we said this is too good this is this is a beautiful opportunity to, to join like a company that early early stage then and then I joined with the team and the rest is history I really then we went through COVID we we were very lucky with our online platform which we installed my team and then with all the all the brands we created and so on so I could really focus on one thing hundred percent because there wasn't much anything else going on in 2020 as we all know and 21 and that made me focus and the focus really paid off in terms of like first time in my life really I could really focus on one thing and you don't want to miss it it's really and a wonderful industry. I think it's it's very early still, and it, I really always compare it with music. Uh, mu- music is very similar to to cannabis. It's like an art, really, even like the, and and it has no canvas. It's just a feeling. You're selling really a feeling, uh, or you you you're presenting this. If if it's recreational, of course, then you have like I learned so much about the medical part of it and 
and and how and we have because we have so many medical markets and what good it can do to our patients how much this can this product can really help people and uh, i i don't want to miss a minute of the, of the last three years it was one of my most exciting phases of my life i have to say when you were having that early conversation with Josh and you were kind of newer to cannabis, what what was that first direction? What did, what inspired you? What were you looking for when you set out in that conversation? Was it a feel? What specifically were you looking to feel or define in that journey? Well, then we said, you know, the the, the band the band was uh, the, the 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 band is basically like invented the genre of desert rock or stoner rock, you can call it, right? So how can you not have your own brand? You know, that that was that was my theory. And um, and and this is what we went after, and he was he was very excited about that. And we just we just went around and met people, and um, yeah. So we were looking, and then this led into. I really learned that there wasn't there was no this was not the time, or nor I had any idea what I was doing then. So three and a half years later, we're getting to a point now where I can actually revisit that relationship. Music is coming out again. People going back on tour. There's new albums coming. There's a new album coming from the Queens of Stonehenge for sure at some point in the near future. And um, I think we will collaborate. And we have designed some of our brands like as even collaboration platforms. Now, some of our new brands have that kind of openness to collaboration. They're actually designed for collaborations. And they're not like celebrity brand. They're just, hey, there's something you're doing in your genre, which is cool, which gets lots of exposure or like will help the other party exposure as well. So basically it's like a, Joining together for a, a drop, you call it, mm-hmm. and then everybody goes its own ways again. It's it's fun and and it, it's around a specific event like the tour, start of the tour or the re- release of a new album. To both parties benefit of that moment of like uh, interest as well, you know, and 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 launching something together. That's how how we do it. We, I don't think we will ever do like a celebrity brand in Jushi. During the early stages of this journey, were you an active cannabis user coming into the industry? Or is that something you kind of had to get your feet wet? Can you kind of describe that whole oh, that's a, uh, process? I love that question. So, so I was basically the, so I smoked one joint with with some some friends uh, when I was eighteen in in Germany. It was like it was like from Morocco. It was some stuff. Nobody knew what it was. So, smoke, but really tight. It wasn't the right experience for me. I never touched it again until I really just four years ago, where I was starting to date Jushi or to date the guys, basically. Yeah, I, I never do something when I I have to be I'm like a method actor in this in this in business. You know, like I have to be I have to become it. When I do a documentary, I become the person. When I shoot rock and roll, I become part of the band. Really, I, I become it. I look at dress like it. Everything like every, I become it. And so it's the same that I did in in cannabis. You know, as I, I I was from the first day I was involved. I said I have to try every product out there. I have to know what this is about. I have to go to a longer phase of. You know, I, I cannot do this during the day, but every night since then, every night I'm consuming and I, I've I've learned so much about the product because as you guys know, it's not as easy as you try one time and then you know what it is. It's, it's a kind of a journey. You maybe start out with, with vape, then you go to gummies and you come back to, to flower, then you enjoy really flower and then you maybe get even into concentrate and then you're back into the gummies. So it's like, I think even consuming and having, I have, Every I can do every, since I'm in California here. I can literally try everything, and I have we have three stores here, so we, we literally the world is your oyster. So I've tried so much things, and I have to say it's like I even come back when people hyping up so much the high percentage THC, and everybody goes for higher and higher. And sometimes you see forty percent THC in in California, but I I enjoy as well now after all this journey. I enjoy an eighteen percent free roll, you know. Because it's not only about that, as we know, but not people, not many people know that because the, the turpins more are the steering wheel, as we say. And so, so it's, it's really like, uh, it, it is a big journey until you understand that product. And I'm not done yet, but I, I had to become it. Otherwise, I cannot talk to you guys even. I would be like kind of a, in Germany, you call it a dry swimmer. So you, you, you know how to swim, but you know, <laughs> you actually cannot do it. And you know, technically, you know. I'd love to stay there. So when you're first getting started in cannabis, was there certain products type you started with? And then take us through how you expanded. Did you do certain activities after? Did you try to correlate your body, say, I ate certain foods, I took it at a certain time? Take us through that experiment when you were getting into yeah, the role so, of preparing. So I started, I started really with edibles. And that was like, 
the first experiences were like, oh, oh my, you know, you cannot, you cannot really, you don't know where you're, how you dose it really. Like, so you could take two, it's like five, you don't feel anything. I remember like I did some Kiva gummies, oh, not Kiva, like the espresso beans. And I was driving back from San Diego. We were just about to buy a dispensary there, which we never bought, but that I took on the way back three of the, I took one and I took another one and I still don't feel anything. And the third one I took and then literally like it, it all kicked in, right? So, so that was that example where you can overdo the edibles. You have to really be careful with the edibles, and that I learned then. And then, then of course, I tried them in all kinds of situations. It's it's so it's 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 even like a social experiment. So I did it alone the most of the time, and then I started to interact with people. I, it was it took me a while until I, have, I was confident enough to sit on a table for dinner and actually I'm the only one who took a gummy, and then. You always think, uh, do they know? Do they not know? And so this this kind of to overcome and enjoy it, it's a big step. And it took me a long, long time to handle that, right? This this little paranoia showing up and not, and you handle that. I think I personally, I'm a person through cannabis. I, I I become, it sounds sounds a little bit like cheesy, but I become the, the better version of myself because I'm I'm too crazy. I'm 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 basically like a little bit too much, too adventurous, maybe. Maybe I'm too much risk risk taking in in my in my daily life, and cannabis takes me to another place. I'm actually looking at myself, and then you overcome all this these phases you go through while you're smoking a joint or while you're taking gummies or while you like. Then the concentrate was the last one. The concentrate is like a complete was an experience for me. I could smoke a joint before, and then you take some concentrate, some live rosin, and the whole thing resets. So it's basically a new high, and it's completely like the other one is gone in the second and you've established a complete new thing. It's nearly you sobering up in the second and into the kind of, then the new journey starts. So it was very, um, I tried nearly every configuration of gummies with joy and not joy and two gummies, three gummies. Then the, 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 the tinctures with sleep, tinctures with valerian roots with additional melatonin. So all that stuff, right. Which can give you a little hangover and then, but it's very good for sleep. And so, I can talk about this forever, but it's it's really you have to do it in order to enjoy it. I think, and that will have everybody, every stoner, column stone will, will tell you that this takes a while, right? And and uh, microdosing during the day, I've never, I'm tried it in the weekend, and I can get by better now, but it's not easy for me. Like it's not not easy to be with people, and then as well be with people who take it as well because they get paranoid and they're looking at not anymore at you, and then. They having to deal with their own emotions, so it's it's a fascinating uh, product, cannabis, right? And and specifically, I mean, when you want to focus on one thing, of course, I'm sometimes I'm to chill. I do some photo sessions, and then I'm basically grading the photos. It helps me very much focus on one thing, like amazingly, and and go places creatively more than I would normally go. And sometimes it's not working out, but sometimes it's amazing. So. So it's it's a it's an endless journey, I think, and it's always different, and that's why people want in uh, in our stores. It's always like, do you have something new? Do you have something new? Do you have something new? They always want to, to try the new thing. They and then sometimes they want to come back to this old memory, right? But then the old memory is never the same because you have eaten something, or you were in a certain uh, mental state at that point. You were like in the desert with your friends, or you like you cannot work out with the same. And you're walking in New York on the street, and the wind blows from the Hudson River, and it's a snowstorm, and it's just a different. It's always different, right? It's always different, and that's why I compare it with music. Music is music is a feeling as well, and and it's just wherever you listen to it as well, it's received differently and puts you into different places. It's a fascinating product. Have you found a certain product that helps kind of unlock like a different level of creativity, or takes you to like a whole other place when you're in that creative state, or or you're still looking for that? I'm a sativa guy more than an indica guy. Uh, then we know that everything is hybrid, but it all happens in your head as well, right? So, so, so I'm more a sativa guy, and when I have a sativa, I can. I'm not. I'm, I'm as well the type of guy who can drink an espresso before I can go to sleep. I, I can sleep after drinking an espresso at night. So, it doesn't matter to me. I can put myself to sleep, but if I focus on something with a good sativa, it's like it's it's very good for focusing on one thing, which is very hard for me because I always have fifteen things going on. As you can imagine, like did, and, and, did that surprise you when you first got into it and realizing that cannabis could help you like focus creatively and lock, really lock in? Yeah, totally. But this was this sounds again so cheesy. It can help you. It's like it's all about how much force you can apply to the situation in order to enjoy it. Right? It, it, in the beginning, when you're starting, you just it takes so it takes over. It's if you cannot do much anymore, 
But if you, if you overcome it, right? I coach myself. I, I think a lot when, when I smoke, I think a lot about death, which I never think about. What happens if I die? What happens then? What happens to the family if I die? All the stupid things, which I never think about. So it makes me actually more sensible, you could say, about like my family, how 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 conservatively I prepare everything, and it's like how how I respect my life more, that like I'm alive, and so that that's all comes, and this is really overwhelming, right? You can get paranoid from that, like nearly like, oh my god, I'm bad dad, I'm going to die. But now I can handle. It. I'm used to it. I mean, the thought comes: what happens if I'm going to die now? And I can handle it. I actually enjoy it now. So, but it's it's. I'm sure other people have the same thing. You know, it's kind of the the classics. It does something in your brain which you have never tapped into. So you got to get comfortable with it, and, and it's only it's like with everything. You have to go if you if you want to be a good runner, you have to go running every day. So you have to do this every day, really, to to get to that place. I think, uh, which sounds a little bit um, crazy, but if you do it at night, I mean, there's no. I've never had a hangover. I've never had any effect when I wake up in the morning, five o'clock, fresh. It's it's you know, people have always that stereotype about the stoner. It doesn't get up. It doesn't lives in the mess and that's what I know from Germany you know like I say lazy and lives in a mess and everything is all over the place with me it's the opposite I get so anal about like everything I put everything into place my my studio looks like every every little pencil is like in a in a certain angle like, like I get super specific about stuff right so is there specific food that you like to enjoy yeah, I mean that's just clear. I mean, it's just, you always want to. Like, I'm a big in Germany. Nutella was the my. I grew up on Nutella, so they always wanted Nutella bread. Plug, <laughs> great bread. But uh, yeah, the sweets, you know, like you you enjoy that, and, and you get, of course, you get get a little bit hungry and and uh, and stuff. But I think it's it's very it's very healthy if you dose it right. You can overdo it, of course, but then you cannot really overdo it because all it's going to happen is like you're going to pass out, right? And, and sleep so it's very safe in, in, in what i in my opinion but of course there's you cannot we're not allowed to say that it's safe because what but what if a metro metroid hits you when you walk out stone on the street it wasn't safe the reason i ask that is because i i think sometimes people get surprised when they hear about the creativity aspects that unlocks and for me specifically cannabis has has helped me unlock a different level of creativity and that focus that you talked about and for some who are, who are newer to this, like I encourage them to try and find that spot because once yeah. you do, it's eye-opening for me. And someone like yourself, Dre, who's done a ton of creative projects, I can only imagine that first time when you felt that creative boost and locked in and go, wow, this is a whole nother level. Ah, uh, totally. And you can enjoy stuff stuff uh, more intensely, right? So when I look at my movie, I did American Valhalla, when I would rewatch that uh, on, uh, with, uh, under the influence, it's it's so it, I mean it it's, it opens just another level of like I understand my own movie better than than, than when we were editing. <laughs> it's just kind of, you know how it works. You have something and then people comment on it and I oh it's so great how you put this person in the background and it's just like a metaphor for this and that and it's like well it was just accidentally running through really it was not my great creative plan to do that but it just happened. But um. I can see that stuff like that, you know, more more intensely, and uh, it's super, it's super, super exciting to. It's basically like a re rebirth, right? Reborn. How do you take all of this stuff and make it a tangible like direction for building brands? Exactly. No, that's why that's why I'm doing it. This is like this is one of the other things. So, so when we started in in Jushi, so the the creative team, we, we don't have a marketing team. We call it the creative team. For, on a, I, I knew this from the beginning. It doesn't fit marketing to cannabis. So we always called ourselves a creative team. So, so I had to learn how to consume. And out of all these learnings, that the first brands we did, we had no idea. But the good news was that. There was some legacy brands we bought. We, we we bought with Jushi, like Bank and the Labs, which already had a story, so we could write on that story. I personally think always, and this is not no 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 um no offense or anything, but they they are older brands, right? They were there in, in Colorado. They're more like a packaging concept than a brand, but they turned into a brand because people like the stuff, and then they like the packaging, and then that's what's then called a brand. But it wasn't really a brand. A brand, in my opinion. You have you have to want to be it, yeah. And I don't want to be the bank, really. Like maybe <laughs> maybe in Vegas, right? But 
But, you know, like you have to identify with something. So you have to come, that's what we learned. Like we're already, we, we're, big in, we're big in marketing research, right? So we researched everything and like we researched the names, we know the concepts. So, but driving that research in the right direction was as well important to know the product and, and know all the other products which are out there. And and why and why are they successful? Why they're not successful? Why is Wild so successful? This was then like the big thing. I hold this in my hand. I wasn't really getting it, to be honest. I mean, I, I know outside looks nice, but then you end up with this little weird, like little white plastic thingy, plastic box. And that I, I didn't understand why it's so successful, but the gummies were fantastic. The gummies are still, they're, so, they're consistent and they taste great and they have a great effect. And, and, and that's why they're selling so well, I think. It's not necessarily the power of the brand and like it turns into that maybe. So I think, you know, when we develop stuff now and the latest stuff we develop is like a brand called Hijinks. It's not out yet. Hijinks is coming out. And this brand will be very, very much uh, all the learning we had over the years, what people, how a flower brand, a commodity should be sold. Uh, Compare it with water. I mean, and, and it's it's just a commodity is that not really should not be really like depending on its packaging. It shouldn't be depend on it in the golden jar. And then people say, why do I I want great flower? I know the packaging is great, but I want great flower. And if I have in this golden jar no quality, it's not we're never gonna build anything. So our our new our new concepts are very much like uh, are completely not taking yourself serious not pretending to be something, be very inclusive, be diversive. You know, in the, in the designs, we have more des than one design coming out like for, 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 for one product. So it's like, it, and it, there's not even rules for the, for the GP or the factories to put this into a certain called packaging concept. It could be anything. They could just take whatever they want and people always will experience something new. And I'll present that obviously, obviously like to the world, like maybe we, we will launch it in the next months in some of our markets. And, is we completely be effortless and free and not pretending to be this cool little thing. It's just all Mylar bags, of course. Even if it's high-end, it's going to be Mylar. It's going to be colorful and it's going to be, as well, leaning to celebrate the our local grows for the future. We have grows in Scranton. We have grows in Virginia. So we want to grow grown locally grown like a craft beer, right? It's locally grown. Make people be proud of it. They're proud of it. Like in Scranton, we have like over, I think we have, with the stores, over 300 people working in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which is a very distressed place, you know, like, you know, we're very proud of like growing there and having stores there, which do very well in Pennsylvania. And these stores will as well celebrate the local grown stuff, you know, and not only like, okay, the next great thing and stuff. So it's all in that concept. It's all learnings from, from what we had. People want every day, they want something new, even if it's the same strain, if it's in a different packaging, if it's red and, and, and not, Blue, and then we said, mm, that could be different, you know. Maybe it's the same stuff, but it, it feels different, even if it's in a different bag, you know, like it feels different. So there's all this plays into it. So it's not as as you said before, it depends what you've eaten before, in what environment you are. Are you with great friends? Are you with some people you don't know? Are you in a restaurant? Are you doing it illegally on a plane? It's always something different, different experience, right? So so this new brand is ready for that. And the most important thing, it doesn't take itself so serious like the like the others. It's just liberating and uh, in, in all aspects of it as well. And this, it's a lifestyle brand, really. But it's all about what's in the bag and not what's on the bag, basically. I, I like the simplicity of that. And I like the variability of that. Because you're right. If you see it in a certain case and then you come back and it's in a different style box, you might be more intrigued to try it because it feels different and it kind of plays directly into the variability of the plant. Oh, it goes into your brain, no? Like, it's but, like, it's red. But oh, how, how like, do you build the brand, right? How how do you get that sort of established understanding? Because what works in Pennsylvania might not work what's in California and certainly might not work what's in Arizona. So how do you build that brand and that trust so different consumers feel that same experience? Yeah, it's, it's really tailored to the locations. You know, like people always forget uh, forget that uh, we're with our stores. We always make it, we, oh, we have a national campaign and this and that. It's not the national, it's it's very, very local. Every store we have in Vegas, we've got, we've got only in Vegas, we have three stores in Vegas. So more in Nevada, but three in Vegas. So two of those are New Leaf stores, which we which we acquired. They have a completely, by, only by location, they have a completely different uh, uh, customer profile than the five miles away suburban uh, Beyond Hello store in Vegas, which is 
most of customers are they're retired entertainment people. They don't want to smoke anymore. You know, they're standing. They were in a casino their whole life. So they the most selling item, most wanted item there is gummies. And I've never seen this in any any other markets. Everybody wants gummies there. They all the customers are above 45, 50. They go for the they, and they can spend money as well. So they have more money. They want higher end stuff. And in I call it Twain Street, the New Leaf in Twain Street, which is close to the Wynn Hotel, close to the convention center, is a place where it's it's really like a little Trader Joe's. You know, it's like you have mainly house brand and it's New Leaf, and you have it presented in a certain way. You have like go in and there's like this glass glass displays, and you have the the, the flowers sitting there with their names and their strains, and then you say, oh, I want some some of that Baba Kush. That sounds that looks good, and then the guy goes and takes the the bag. With Baba Cushing gives it to you. So it doesn't matter what brand it is. He wants Baba Kush, right? It's like Caesar, it's percentage, Baba Kush, great strain. Give give it to me. So that's all our house house brands, basically. But it's not even, it's called New Leaf, like the store. And then we have all, maybe we have a certain uh, a certain uh, inventory of, of course, the classics, the the wilds, the Caminos. and But of course, we have our own gummy brand as well. So, so and that's competing with those, of course, because it's more inexpensive. And, uh, I think you have to really look at the the local the local stores what they want and you have to then that's the challenge now with the brand what are those people like so like with my new brand approach with our new brand approach is like that you have to be very flexible with those things so even the packaging if I have an incline uh, just to give you an example so the desert packaging of of our new brands they will have desert packaging and they will have like the incline village and like Tahoe our dispensary they have like have maybe mountains on it and, and, and draw like all drawings or creative collaboration with some local artists on the packaging to make it to make it like feel like it's from here you know and not from some big corporation just they drop their their flowers just industrialized all and like all the same stuff so you'll be very very flexible with with that by location imagine and that's possible because we have worked a long time and we have like over 20 package designs that are all approved by so you know in the medical states the doh has to approve all that stuff the department of health and so we want all through that stuff why are you having 20 20 different designs right they have to explain but you have to as well think about the the seasonal stuff you have like uh, uh pride months you know you need you need to react to that i think so we will have like the, the 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 rainbow the rainbow all the way through our flower will be rainbow colors all the all pride months so so and this is i think you have to react be able to react on the fast right on, on the local demands and see it. this is a local play not a national play really if you want to be successful with it are you taking any of your expertise and your skill set from a creative size and leading it back to the product formulation to try to marry the two products going forward? Saying you're looking for more of like a tropical flavor with this type of brand. How does that work? Oh, no, this is all exactly. This is all market research. We have like focus groups. We have like to send around to like hundreds of people. We have like people trying stuff. A specific impact uh, my, my, my team has into, into the gummy and the gummies. This was our latest, latest. Uh, we had a, we had a great gummy created with, uh, we have a, we have our own chef uh, employed in in Massachusetts, Chef Matt, who was like in the finalist of uh, American Super Chef or whatever it's called. He was a finalist, and he's a pastry chef. So with him together, we we we're developing now a lot of great stuff with him, and it's all gluten free and vegan. Uh, this is all research, and sometimes you have to as well like research. Like two years said, people don't care about vegan and gluten free. It has changed already a little bit, and and now I'm thinking not don't include. Don't exclude it because nobody really does it. All the the they they all like not not vegan and gluten free the 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 wilds and stuff. But imagine I have to take more and more gummies, and now I'm not taking the, some of those markets have limitations. Right in Massachusetts, you're gonna only have maximum five milligram in one gummy. So I personally now my I would have to take like four or five and have ten milligram. I mean, that gets now okay. Five years of calories and thing, and it's not healthy. So I rather have like a vegan, made with fresh fruit from south of France. We buy this in this beautiful, like sustainable farm there, and all the kinds of stuff. So all kinds of stories around it, and 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 the chef and everything. So we have big impact in that, and and we try and do really come up with some stuff which is special. So you can see that in our in Massachusetts, the brand is called Tasteology, and it's selling amazing since we launched it. So like it's only launched like I think four, three, four months now. Sleep gummies coming, and there's of course the classic formulations: ten milligram THC, ten milligram CBN. There's those 
you know, what, what best-selling sleep gummy of wild. Of course, we be copying all that as well. What works will be copied, and uh, like, 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 <laughs> that's what you do in in every genre in, as well in music, in advertising everywhere. So we, we see it, what what others are doing, and then trying to make it a little bit better. Are you concerned at all? that you're pushing the line of inspiration past where the current consumer is. For example, there are some consumers here in New York that are still a little more novice in understanding what's going on. And, and from your understanding and your experience, you're pushing the level to a whole whole nother spot. Are you concerned at all about the educational gap or the experience gap between you know where you're trying to take it and where the current educational level of the consumer is today? That's interesting. They say this with New York. I mean, they're throwing around all kinds of Californian stuff there, like left, right, and center, right? You don't know if it's real, if it's not real. But it's like, they, so the consumer gets what he, they have to take what's in front of them. So we're just trying to make sure that what's in front of them is 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 safe, is tested, tastes good. I mean, we talk about edibles. And it's really of the highest quality of ingredients, right? You can, there's so, so many mistakes you can make. I think the consumer, our responsibility is to give the consumer the, the best, product it can be at in that market because you know there's there's sometimes problems with distillate there's all kinds of there's all kinds of problems uh, or regulations and stuff so you cannot do the perfect thing but we're trying always to do, make the perfect thing so and assuming that is then for the the best for the consumer you know like it's not like um you have to present them something great uh, which you would use yourself i think in this is like give you a nice one here name drop there uh, i had my last startup uh, with a uh, they, Bono was on the advisory board and and I had this meeting with Bono and I had this dinner with him and then he said basically at some point he stopped asking other people's opinions about his music he said if he likes it then that's enough for him and for the band <laughs> so so and he said and statistically if he likes it there's millions of people in the, out there who will like it as well but there will be millions as well who don't connect to it but it's enough his opinion, but of course it's Bono. But I said, like, when it's good, when it's good for me, it's or like for our for the team and good for the, the consumers we're testing it with, then it it's good for everybody. And and this, this is our responsibility because it's really something if you put something in your system, if you eat it, you, you really have to trust the company. And we 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 really like taking that very serious. This is this is something you keep forgetting. You get all this stuff when there's like drinkables, edibles, and you never this chocolate things. You never know where they come from, really. Just but because cannabis is in it, you just take it, right? And then okay, whatever. I don't know where this really comes from, but that's it. <laughs> it's in now. So, what are your thoughts on beverages, Trey? I, I really like beverages. I think it's kind of it. It sounds funny, but I think it's kind of the could could be the future. You right. know, if it's done right, you think if it's done right, but it's not the time yet. But I think now is the time to. It's probably the time to think about going to the next level in terms of uh drinks and take your time when when the when the when the whole industry is is really like a little bit depressed i would call it take that time and slowly develop some good stuff there in this category because it's going to come at some point and it's not going to be smoking really nobody wants really i mean we love smoking but people even if if it goes the, the whole of the united states go 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 recreational um i think smoking will be not the favorite thing of 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 the, of the regulators will be even stricter, you know, like that you cannot do it. So vaping, we know already there's a big story out. So vaping and smoking will be difficult, even when it's federal legal. So the other category is much more promising than the, the, the edibles and the drinks. And the drinks, of course, we are drink culture. Think about it. I mean, go to a bar. There's how many different brands you see on this bar. Should there not be sometime in the future uh, like a whole selection of 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 canna, canna this, canna that, and you just have your mojito canna and not mojito, and, and it's it's exactly regular. It's five percent, or you want a five percent or ten percent mojito. I take the ten and start with that, and then have another ten, and then and and so on. So so I think this is where it's going. So you have to, but there's a lot of research we have to do here to 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 figure out what is the right what is the right category. Otherwise, you you can burn your burn your fingers a lot on that. I think because it's as you know not the the biggest selling category at the moment. Are there any companies that you're drawing inspiration from outside of the cannabis industry that you're looking looking to apply to Juicy? Yeah, I think I think we're always looking looking at. Uh, uh, I always always we, we're always looking at Red Bull. Red Bull is a super interesting company. How they how they built themselves. How they have kind of 
they they were the first ones who had basically the the creative team as well in house and not like working with tons of agencies who make them then great. They have more grooted from inside from inside. And this is what I'm doing with my group in Jushi, right? So we have our own creative team. We make our own movies. We make our own films. We make our own photographies. We make our own. The product photography all in-house everything has come from in-house we never hired an agency beside pr with the glorious matthew which we love but um not ever creatively right so so i think that's important and we i, I always compare us with that and we, we're learning from them and they did a lot of you know they the creator in the in the early stage of, of of red bull there was a phase i don't know if you know that but there was the product was found in thailand and it was an old people's refresh like old people drank it and they got more energy and then they brought it to Germany and the German guys, they really would, the founders, they wanted to distribute it to pharmacies. So very close to, to our world here, like in cannabis, because they wanted to market to all people. But they decided to start a new category of drinks, which is the first energy drink, right? And then this took a whole completely, started really a movement, right? With the with the involvement and the, the great brand entertainment with the, with the extreme sports and stuff. And that's very close to how cannabis advertising would be in the future. You know, you cannot advertise cannabis, but you, you can become part of a movement and, and use that movement for your purposes, right? You don't ever have to probably have the, the name of the, the idealist. You don't put the name of the brand ever anyway. You just know, ah, this is that, ah, that's that, you know? So that's branded entertainment again, where I come from. So you, you have to basically... Uh, look at the brand values of what you communicate, and then you find intellectual properties which communicate the same thing. Could be a band, could be a film, could be a, 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 a theater play, whatever. Like, but you you promote that instead of the brand, and through that the brand is promoted. And somehow we woven into it. So that's kind of I think what's going to come, and we can learn from that uh, from Red Bull specifically. I mean, they're the masters of this this game, and they have their own record company, they have their own TV. It's for a reason. They don't don't want to make money with music. They they just want to be close to the artists and then actually own, let's say, oh, I can say that we own the artist and not having to knock on the door of an artist and then say, hey, can you promote my thing? Oh, how much? And then I rather have them part of the family. Then they can help me promote my stuff because they, they're in the family and we support them with the music. So this is all stuff I've done before and and and, and will happen, you know, like so so I'm not gonna talk about juicy records yet, but but um, that <laughs> but, but maybe it's not Exactly. Uh, yeah, Jushi TV. We're already running some pilots. You know, we 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 creating some episodes with our chef and stuff. So we we call that Jushi TV. But that is really we're trying to find the spot for that. You know, at some point it's going to go bigger, and then Jushi TV and as well our involvement with the or, or our like collaboration with the music industry will be great. But we're never going to do celebrity stuff. I mean, this is this is like a big no no. I think it's like you never want to depend on somebody on an individual for that stuff it's it's more like a collaboration and it's probably like has its time and then it's gone because nobody wants a wants to smoke justin bieber the whole year you want to smoke it maybe like a week and then okay can we have something else now so it's, i think it's important to say that lots of people burn themselves with that stuff and uh hiring as well like agencies from the outside world and and they and then Sachi and if Sachi and Sachi comes up with the weed brand they they're going to charge you like a bunch of million dollars and then they come up with monogram uh, or something like that you know like which is looks very cool and and, and I, i'll keep the packaging but you only buy it once really then you have it and it's just it's just we know it's like third party anyway so like i put my own pre-rolls in the packaging and look cool uh at the, at the bar but uh that's it you know so so you have to be honest about that so you have to know really dive deep in order to be creative in this genre and and, and i could never pretend in this three years ago when we started we had no idea what we were doing we just basically like copying others to to off to bridge that time where we learn the, the genre right you have to do that and so we did that's what we did and it was pretty successful so but you can do that right you, it's something you don't know really and you should what the others doing we, okay let's do the same one thing i wanted to say we had a great innovation already is our brand sachet it's this kind of, it's the fine grind stuff. You know, nobody really made a big deal. There's all this stuff got thrown away for distillation. And we said, hey, let's make a brand out of it. This is like a not high testing. This is whatever it is. It's totally effortless again. It's it's called sachet. We do pre-rolls. We do big, like even like ounces, jars with pre-grind stuff. And you can buy it for an affordable price. And you, and it's a, you never know what it is really. It's all mixed together with stuff. So it's always an adventure. 
And nobody ever complained about it because you don't pretend to be, oh, it's the greatest flower. It's just, hey, guys, this is just the stuff with spores on the floor. We grind it up and you can roll fast with it. And sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's maybe not so good, but it's it's what it is. It's, it's not expensive. So it sells a lot and it's created this new new category for us, which now most is kind of a, I would say a little butt light of, of cannabis, I would say, that brand. So it's kind of... Cons- it's not consistent, but it's consistent. It's cheap. So that's good. But it's most of the time, it's good as well. Because you know that stuff which you grind up, their stems, they have great, they're still great. So great. Really grind if you had unlimited capital, what initiatives would you take on that you aren't currently able to? I mean, if you talk about Jushi, if I had unlimited capital, I would go, I would really go into M&A mode now and acquire. And I would wait a little bit longer. Which we do, you know, which we, which we do. But if I have unlimited capital, I would buy everything because I could buy probably for $3 billion or $4 billion that could become the biggest cannabis co- company in the world in a second. And I think they're super undervalued because look at the look at the performances. If you look at TrueLeaf and look, look at uh, CureLeaf uh, or GTI and, and, and their earnings, it's pretty impressive and it's just starting. I mean, they're crossing billion dollars revenues and, and, and there's, look at the stock price. That's completely nuts, really. Like this has never anywhere this has happened. So unlimited capital, I would buy them all. I would probably buy a bunch of those and put them together into one. <laughs> and make a monopoly, right? Straight monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> then you end up as Rockefeller, right? And in the end, you have to un, un, un-monopoly it all. They got a square named after him, though, in New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can we expect any collaborations based on your musical experience and your relationships with some of the bigger names with Jushi in the potential future? So one collaboration I always like want to do is like do the Queens of the Stone Age, which is uh, my, my good friends. And I'm collaborating with Josh Homme, the lead singer and, 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 and kind of boss of the band since since 10 years. So we're going to do it at some point. It's it's more these collaborations are really more fun than business it's really for both sides it's a fun thing as i said before something happens there's a new album coming out and this is always the problem with those things always when you collaborate with the the music industry or something they always have their own focus so if they don't have a new album why would they even do it you know there has to be all the timing has to be right that's why this is happening not often if there's a new album out if the tour now a big tour coming then you can basically use that momentum of the band and attach it but then the we have, as well have to have a reason from, in brand land to, to launch something specific. So if you can align those two things, that would be the perfect storm. It, it's very hard to achieve, and that's why it's not done often. But we think maybe this year we could we could land one of those. So if Josh, if he, Josh comes out with a new album and we are ready at the same time, then we're going to do definitely a Queens of the Stone Age edition of, of, of our new brand hijinks. Let's do it, Josh. Are there any areas of the cannabis industry that you're extremely bullish on for the future, but others are not as so? Bullish in terms of I'm super, I'm I believe super in the in the brands. So so that's 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 really our focus. The brands, you know, like and and making our organization uh, more lean because we were growing a lot and we have a lot of from that time, we have a lot of a lot of they call it fat. We have to we have to streamline the machine and um, and really focus. I'm really excited about brands because brands can go beyond borders. Brands can be everywhere. It's like in brands, it's like nobody has really created their lifestyle brand. Somebody has to crack that nut, right? So that I'm, I'm really want to focus on that. And this is one of our that what we're launching now. That could be as close as it's as so far anyone gotten. Hopefully, um, but this is our focus. I think the brands are super important now. In these times, especially we have time now to develop stuff. You know, you have the stores going, everything is going. There's a machine going. You you make the machine more leaner, and then you can focus on the stuff. Which basically, the, the stores are the the theaters or the cinemas, and then we have to get beautiful movies, the brands into the cinema. So that's I think that's what we've got to focus a lot. We call it bullish, bullish focusing on. When you got started in the cannabis journey, what did you get right? Most importantly, what did you get wrong? So I think right we got um, we were lucky that we we were in a place where just digital was in a Jushi was just starting so we were like had a had this it was great we had a we had a wide like literally a fresh canvas there and we created the digital uh, angle or the digital wing of Jushi which was got very powerful and it's a big lead generator for the stores right that was lucky as well hundred percent lucky it's all started in COVID you know I always say. Everybody's a great marketer in COVID or was a great, <laughs> everything kind of worked, right? Like you don't even have to 
take too much credit of it. But, but the credit is the, you're at the right time and right place. So that's what you feel that and it's stuff works. So that was for us the case in, in all the digital and our brands. We were lucky that we had some heritage brands. We could launch those first and we bought, make some acquisition where we just replaced their categories. We looked at the data. They have what's their most selling categories. We most selling strains. We just replaced it with our stuff. And then basically for the consumer, it didn't change much. So this was, it was a, was a very, um, I feel we, we, we brought our best, what we learned over the years in any industry and put it into this because you're always at your best at the now, right? So if you, if you're not sick or something, I mean, the experience of all this stuff I did for like nearly 25, 30 years, I started my first company was 21. So like 30 years goes into Jushi. So they get the best of the best at that moment. So that was the good thing. Now, most most important, what is what is not so good? I wish we would have launched more stores because it's it's first of all, it's it's so much fun. It's 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 it makes you it makes you more invincible, right? Uh, the more stores you have, then you not have to worry about like one falling off and then it's not performing. So but we only have like uh 37 stores and so when one doesn't perform anymore or some something happens like in in, in certain markets where the revenue goes down, so it hits you more than than if you have like 184 stores or something, and then one doesn't perform, it's okay. So that, I think that's I would have loved we would have done more stores, but we we're we're on it, so we we will have more stores. But um, would have loved to be have even more. But I think looking at the history of Dushi and what was achieved in that short amount of time, I mean, we have like over like 13, 1,400 employees now, and when I joined, it was like it was like. 15 guys with a with a PowerPoint presentation just about to buy um <laughs> Yontalo in Pennsylvania. So that shows that's a pretty that was a that was probably we couldn't have done any more. And again, COVID helped us because everybody worked like hundred hundred times more than normal because we don't have a what else are you gonna do? You sit in your studio and you just do that. So we did an amazing progress in, in this, those three years, I think. And can be proud of it. I mean, we've got over 164 SKUs in six states with brands, all brands, and super proud, I have to say, what was achieved. Can you achieve more? Of course. Can you look run after different states and you learn art that should come after that state more? Like, Yeah, but we did what we did. I think we're very proud of Virginia as well. Virginia was one of our wonderful acquisitions. That was from ground up. There was like, there was nothing there and we we... Jim, Jim and, and team had the balls to jump in there. Hundreds of millions of dollars were spent to build this humongous facilities there. And it's a great uh, market, Virginia. Right? It's like a, this is like, this is like in, in our uh, health sector, we're the only ones. We have six stores there and they, they built to, they kind of pretty machines. These, these, so they're built for a recreational market, right? So if that switches at some point, it's, it's going to be fantastic. So it's my favorite. And then second, I really like Nevada. I like Massachusetts a lot. Uh, we have a great store there, like on the on the border to New Hampshire. Amazing performance, and 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 of course Pennsylvania, where we have eighteen stores, and this is medical, and the these stores are are ready for recreational as well. They always were. They have this can be rebranded as well as you might know, like uh, Beyond Hello to a more like recreational logo as well, like mid-century style now and more fun. So that's getting ready for specifically Pennsylvania getting recreational, hopefully at some point, and that's going to be a big big deal for us. Because that's where we have our most stores, so yeah, that's kind of the, kind of the juicy the juicy overview. But it's an interesting question, you know. Like you always, I think you can always think back what you could have done better. But if you do every every day the best you can do, that's that's kind of it, you know. Like you, and then you have to be lucky, uh, very lucky, always with timing specifically. Especially here in Canvas, right? There's so much to learn. So before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests if you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned. To pass on to the next generation, what would it be? The next generation of cannabis people, or is there anything else than cannabis? <laughs> it could be, could be life based. It could be life based advice. Something that you think would be insurmountable for someone who's graduating college, who's looking to get involved professionally. To yeah, that's, a, that's a great. I, I love that. So, so first of all, I think today's today's uh, people who enter anything. They have to be multitaskers. It, it's it's easy said, like okay, you, you have to be focusing on one thing and you only do that one thing. But I think in a, in companies today, you cannot sit around only be good at one thing. You have to you have to have skills more than one skill. Uh, you this is this is this is for I think this is not only for cannabis. This is in every company. It goes from tech to cannabis to car to it's it's really not. 
because you have to do all of those things, but you have to understand them so you can make decisions, which is what you do, which is good for the company. And if you don't do it, if you're just a, a coder and you just code and somebody tells you, I code this, code that, and you never understands the big vision or like the the thing he's doing, where that fits and where they can take, he will discover so many, if, if you tell him exactly, or he knows already the company is so, oh, but I could do this. And then if I could do this, then I could do that. And that will help the whole organization save $10 million a year because of that, which the other person would have not seen because you know, sometimes you deep in the detail, you go, wow, if I just do this different, then you would save that. I didn't, but if I didn't even know or where the, where, where the company is going, what's, what's the company's goals or have a business understanding on the whole, then you're just going to be a little ant doing some stuff and then you go home at night and then you come back and then you ant around a little bit the next day and you get paid for it. It's not like, I, I don't feel that's fulfilling for anyone in the long term, right? So, so have your eyes open, try to learn everything. If you work for a company, try to understand, listen to the earnings course, try to understand the industry. Every, all that stuff is important. Even if you like just, just doing a, small part of the whole organization but this will be important to to understand it will create culture and will move the company in the right direction and if everybody does it in company it's going to start this momentum and then when you have those companies are really like taking off on a hot people aligned culture is great people working together people understand each other people complement each other all that stuff so this is things i think when you, when you go over like thousand people it's very 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 hard and you have to push 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 on that so uh, that's that's one advice to be be good at more than one thing and don't hesitate to risk if, if there's some opportunity just forget everything you have and just you can if you feel it jump on it i jumped on this cannabis thing for out of lot of being okay i'm a rock and roll photographer i'm doing movies and it's great whatever like okay why would i do the people from outside was like why would i do that it's now now i'm working in, in cannabis i'm kind of a corporate guy here and like is it not much more fun to do the Foo Fighters album? But you can, you can do this both. You can both at the same time, and and the Foo Fighters benefiting of it because you have an understanding now, of, of of something which I can bring into the other genre as well. You know, I can bring more to the table. And when I do an album cover for somebody now than I did three years ago, because I understand so much how business, how retail works, how what people like, what people don't like, colors, all kinds of brands. So I'm really fresh in my. And I have a huge team who's giving me all this information. Imagine, so now I'm bringing this to the photography again. And then it makes me a better photographer. So this is, I think, something, don't be scared of, 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 of trying new things. If you feel it, just jump into it. And, and it's not, it, today, you have, you have YouTube University as well. Don't forget that. It's not only college and your college degree. It's like something you can, everybody can learn everything if he wants to, or he or she wants to. You know, it's, 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 it's 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 not as difficult as it used to be when there was when I I grew up I had no TV you know and then I got the black and white TV and then I got and then I have three programs but the channel is closing down in Germany at eight o'clock at night and you see a just a just a test picture for all night so imagine what you have today like if you, if you want to fix a fix my dishwasher I'm watching a YouTube video fix, fix my dishwasher and not paying the guy who's like circling yeah. around and trying to find a reason to charge me like $400 for like one Unplug, thing. Unplugging it to plug it back in. <laughs> <laughs> Motherboard reset. Right. Uh, on. It's, it's off, Dre. We got to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good. Uh, and what, if you really like the last thing I want to say, watch my movie, not because I want to plug it, but American Valhalla. Uh, the story of like Josh Homme producing Iggy Pop's last album uh, is a great is a great uh, uh, piece to watch for people who I always was in this Q and A and some people told me like I changed my my path uh, after I watched this movie because it's just really preaches do really what follow your dreams if you have a dream just follow it you know don't give a shit about what everybody says and like you know, all this this stuff and everybody has an opinion don't listen to it just do it and if it do it as best as you can. If it fails, it's a great experience. Then you can try something else. So this movie, if you watch it on, on Amazon or on, on Apple, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool in this respect. It, 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 it tells that story of, of a creative journey of two people coming together and making something great and uh, uh, without any compromise, right? And and not thinking about moneyness. It's one one art project. So it's, 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 a, it's a really good good thing to watch for any young 
young person who wants to start anything, creative or not creative, or business. That's well said. All right, let's do prediction. Dre, do you see cannabis being a CPG product? If so, what creative ways can cannabis companies compete with other CPG products? First of all, it's, yeah, it's a CPG. It's, it depends on the. It depends really on the uh, on the genre. Like let's say it's with flour. Flour itself, I think it's 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 questionable. Flour even should be branded, right? They can be extremely saying like even if I'm talked talked about now launching a new flour brand, but I could even say it probably doesn't need a brand or anything. Like it's just a commodity and you should go into a store and just like get a mason jar. You want that? You want that? Okay, take a mason jar, put it in and give it to you and, like, and then smoke and come back next time and get something else. So as soon as it's processed, like a vape or like gummies, and like, then it turns into the, the, the strawberry, turns into strawberry jam, right? And strawberry jam actually has now like the potential of having a story comes from somewhere with some like, grandmother's recipe and then you can attach all that stuff which makes a CPG product, right? Like, like okay, that's a whole, there's this going to be a brand. This is people only buy that because it's kind of like all the myth and legend around it. What's the story about, right? And this is where it starts. I think as soon as it's processed, pre-rolls as well could be could be that. And, uh, and of course, the drinks and any edible, chocolate, this is all like stuff which which I think you can you can create real brands out of it. Flour, I'm still doubting really if we should go back just sell it as like, like Colorado like, style, like, deli style, right? Deli style. Yeah, like like exactly deli style, like bakery, you know, like, like yeah. some bread. And then everybody has some different bread. You know, like there's like some bakeries have better ones, but I would say so so then you go to the best one and it's not about the brand, you know. And then so many brands out. Imagine how weird is that? Like you have brands like, and we do the same thing in, for example, in California. But if we talk about it, you white label stuff. I mean, you have to make sure you get good stuff, and then you make some pre rolls with somebody, and then you're selling them. And then how much this comes from a grow? And it's it's my brand, but it's <laughs> with flour. What is it? I mean, what am I buying? I'm buying like a like a pretty box, and then there's some flour from somebody in there. Like you have to really build then the the credibility that's always good in what's what's out in that box, always great. And then you will probably make the shift of like, okay, I always buy Binsky. Binsky, for example, I think I'm a big fan of Binsky. They white label, but they have all I smoked so far was great. And there's some some guys on the top who like this. They're just choosing the right partners, it seems, and this is great. So I'm trusting now Binsk that they actually have good stuff. There might be in different markets we might not have so good stuff because it's always market by market. But California is great, and that has a chance to get to get to that. They really trying that, you know. That Binsk is a good example of a brand who like wants to be that like brand, like it's a lifestyle brand as well. It could be like. Could be like uh, clothing and uh, apparel and garment, all garment stuff, and so it's, it's bigger than just cannabis. So you have to play it like that. But I'm I'm not sure this is like worth doing with the flower with flower really. Like, but the other stuff, hundred percent. You know, like you can purely if, if I I can tell you the tale about my my lemons coming from south of France, sustainably grown in this in the in the hills of the Champagne Valley and. <laughs> He's like, where are the gummies? <laughs> so with the flower, it's like you can do the same. But it's, it, it, you, you cannot really believe if I have the whatever like brand, like I just said here, Malibu Gold, for example. I, I just, it's great. It looks beautiful. It's in this golden jar. But then I forget about it. Like I have the golden jar. They still have the golden jar. Use it for other stuff. I think I have some pins in it or something, but not even weed. You know. But I kept the packaging. But I'm never going to buy it again. Because it's just if you get a if you get into it you, you don't this is as well you can get expensive right I mean like you have this little thing and there's like two little buds in it and it's like super expensive and it, I rather and I smoke a lot now because of my 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 um, tolerance went up so I I cannot even that's that rest lasts me like a day or whatever like you know, on the weekend so so I have to to think about ounces now and. Um, then all this unsustainable packaging, right? This is a nightmare. The transport, the carbon footprint, all that. That's why we all go to Mylar. It makes no sense to have anything else than Mylar bags, really. Like, they like they like made out of sustainable, like recycled materials. You can you can store it better when you send it to the dispensaries. They don't have so much so much uh, 
weight to, to carry, right? With all that stuff, with storage and it costs all costs all money. And that stuff comes from China. I prefer like the, the vendors come from America. To be honest, it's faster and, and I can look at that stuff and it's more creative because it can switch out faster. So, so that's all like things to consider. Like, but to answer your question, I think flower is questionable and then the rest is like there will be there will be great brands in all categories. And no, I think I agree with Trey, and I think that a really good comparison is the wine industry, right? Like we don't go out and buy grapes in packages, right? Um, but you're going to pay extra for a bottle of wine with that story and everything that's attached. So Yeah, and the whole I, process, yes. leave, like there's something gone into it. This is grown somewhere. Somebody looked at it, put it in the thing, and then they have, they're stamped with their feet and they have filtered it. And <laughs> yeah, totally. Of course, it's going to cost more. And if it's been 15, 15 years old and the, this was a great harvest, of course, you can make this now, like pay a lot of money for it because yeah. somebody did something for the money as well. But just putting flour into the nice packaging ah, it's great now right isn't it I was like no whereas I love the packaging can I have some good flour <laughs> that's what we get on you know I get this on Reddit sometimes they're asking that if I have great packages if there was a, a bunch of flour which is not that they didn't like they say great packaging but can I have some weed please <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think Brian I, I think it's going to take creative teams like what Dre's doing with having different variable of, of different style products or the boxes. I think that's a very creative, innovative way in order to draw attention and eyeballs to the situation. I was thinking about that, that that would definitely draw me in and I would be intrigued by the mystery of it and I'd want to try the product. And I think when you're seeing a thousand different products on a shelf, all of them look and feel the same and you see one slightly different, it's intriguing. And if your team continues to deliver on that style of quality product, I think it'll help separate from its peers and allow it to, to really push it to the new level. And it wouldn't shock me if other brands try to copy that because that's the establishment of what is expected. Your team is really pushing the barrier for what's next. And it's expected that the other peers meet that level because the consumer now is expecting a different style experience. And I think that could make cannabis uh, an opportunity to compete with the other CBG products. Yeah. So, Dre, for our listeners, they want to get in touch, they want to watch Juicy TV, and they want to learn more. Where can they find you? Yeah, so just go to juicycore.com. So, juicy, like it's been here, but the co.com. That's our main website. From there, you can go to all the brands, so all the retail retail brands. We have all the stores from there. And, and as well, Juicy TV has our own menu, menu to click on. Um, we have as well, what I want to say as well, like we, we're very proud of as Juicy is one of our, my, I think the greatest thing, one of the greatest things we've done is uh, we have a collaboration with a with a charity called Drop for Drop, and we have built last year we've built uh, over t- eleven wells in Africa and India, where which gives water to to people who have no access to water. So we're basically building those those wells, and they last for ten years and so on. And and this is what we're very proud of. This is our we call this go beyond it comes from our beyond a little bit this go beyond initiative so we want to uh do good as well and water is something very close to our hearts because we we we're wasting so much water you know like uh, us in our lives and as well in 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 these in these facilities we build so we've been very very uh, conscious about like how to how to make those facilities not waste anything and energy water and all that so that's why water is such a it's it's an important thing I think water and cannabis goes good together. So, so we did that. So we have a uh, very proud of this, what we did there in Africa. And we keep doing more this this year. And our new brand as well will be very close, close with with drop for drop, uh, the the foundation. It's it only costs like three and a half thousand dollars to build one well, imagine. And, and it lasts for years. So you're giving hundreds of people access to water, education. This has a chain reaction of changing, changing a little bit their lives, right? in these places and I think we're very proud it gives us good energy and I think if if this this is that's the only thing we've achieved is already something because that's now 11 wells and thousands of people get water and that results into into people getting a better education they don't have to run around all over all over to get water can wash themselves it's amazing what this stuff does so whoever wants to chime in and whoever watches this and wants to Find out about it. So go to jushico.com and then go beyond. And there's links as well to drop for drop. It's a cool thing. Everybody can donate. And um, yeah, that's and, and, and my stuff is on Neumann Vision on Instagram. You can follow me, Neumann with one N in this case, Neumann Vision on Instagram. And I post 
only rock and roll stuff, no cannabis stuff. All right. We'll link it all up in the show notes. Thanks for taking the time. This was fun. Yeah, awesome. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.